Hello, you're listening to Fresh Wellness with Lisa Shabak and welcome to my podcast, a homeopath by trade with the aim of helping you discover health, natural living and alternative therapies to bring you down the rabbit hole. Wow, what an episode. In this podcast, I speak to the legend Tommy John, now known as Naked TJ. Tommy is a health and medical freedom activist, chiropractor and author of the book Minimise Injury, Maximise Performance, a Sports Parent Survival Guide. He explains why he's dropped his doctor title, burnt his degrees and in his own words, why his last fuck has just left the building. He shares his passion and fire of why people need to stop outsourcing their health and in his view, why the holistic system also needs to crumble. He explains the meaning of true health and why not dying does not equal health and what steps we can take to thrive. Um, Tommy gives his view on whether we really need as humans to reach rock bottom to heal and how the individual needs to figure out what they need to do to create an energetic stimulus greater than the trauma. I asked Tommy what was his most surprising connection of 2020-2021, having seen him hook up with various Instagram legends such as Ascension leader Laurie Ladd and when he had a singing duet with Dr. Christian Northrup. We discuss why we need to listen to our gut, the importance of self-love and authenticity. And finally, we deep dive into the impact last year on children, his greatest wish for humanity, and we touch upon his eight essentials for living. Warning, there is explicit language throughout, and many of you are likely to get triggered, especially purveyors of essential oils, sunshine and halos. So before we get started, how should I refer to you? You know, I've seen you burning your degrees. Is it Dr. Tommy? I know. So, <laughs> so everybody's asking me that. Uh, it literally a woman just before who I've done seven podcasts with. I've been on her show, Lori Bischoff. Um, and she's like, wait, TJ, how do we refer to you in this episode? <laughs> and I was like, she's like, my assistant said doctor still. She's like, but I don't know. I'm like, you know what? throw it out there like not doctor but whatever you want to do so she went with naked tj just because that that was like my my new handle so she's like back to the show naked tj and it's like a big point the fact that i dropped the doctor title and burned the degrees and dropped my license like that's a so tommy tj naked tj guy on the west coast whatever you want to <laughs> say just not doctor <laughs> okay so why not doctor why did you burn your degrees so there were a couple reasons. Um, I think the biggest one with coming through <clears throat> this new like birthing process of 2020, this trauma that we're like healing from, whatever you, however you want to look at it, we're needing to level up in many ways. And one of those, medically speaking and health-wise, is there's no, we've put so much stock and faith and belief in people with these titles, with the title of doctor um, or credentials after a name, the, the letters after a name. And we've outsourced so much of ourself, of our sovereignty, of our power to these people who maybe meant well, many of them know, but a lot of them meant well, but in so doing, we just, we don't, we don't have any, we don't have any of that authenticity. We're trying to find self again. We, we've we've outsourced it so much that even in 20 coming up on 21 years of practice, I literally am still learning 
from my people. Like I am, I'm very clear when I say there's no, I'm not higher than you. I'm not, I'm not above you by any means. The doctor means shit. I am literally beside you and slightly behind you. Cause I'm going to follow you. I don't know what to expect. You're who, and, and every time I see people, if they come in on a Friday and I see them again on a Tuesday, I don't keep notes. I don't keep papers. Why? Because you're not who you were on Friday. So why the hell do I care what happened Friday? We're rewriting it right now on Tuesday. I want to know who you are. So I'm going to follow you. And so I thought the best thing would be to just drop the title. So who are you? I'm Tommy. Hey, Tom Cowan inspired me too. Dr. Tom Cowan. He's like, you, I've interviewed him like three times. He's like, you can just call me Tom. Like he dropped his license. Kelly Brogan dropped hers. Like a lot of these doctors have literally just been like, who are we in this whole mix? And I'm not going to play a part of this whole segregating that medical and science is one side and human and healing is, is and, and you guys need to come to us to heal. Like I'm so over that whole thing that that's why I say the whole system needs to crash. And then there's one more fine point. Um, and this is a whole other podcast. Having gone through chiropractic school, having seen what they teach there and what they stand for. And I was at one of the best ones in the, in the world, really like renowned for their vitalistic philosophy on the body healing itself and everything else. And I'm sitting in these classes, having owned a business in rehab and healing for, for 10 years. So I've pulled back the curtain on physical therapy and that bullshit model. I've pulled back the, the curtain on orthopedics and that bullshit model. I've literally seen all this bullshit on this side. Then I come in and I'm like, wait a second, this entire curriculum is set to feed the engine that is the allopathic model. And I started thinking, I'm like, wait a second, the allopathic model being pharmaceuticals, drugs, surgery, injectables, like what we're seeing now. And I was like, oh my God. And then just reflecting even more, if you really had a school that taught people how to practice true medicine and get people in positions to heal themselves, and you were pumping out practitioners that grasp this frigging concept, the school would be burned down. There's no way the powers that be would let that school exist. And that's what's happened. The American Medical Association, big pharma, big tech, big ag, big government, all those things know exactly what health is. That's why they've changed Wikipedia to everything natural health is pseudoscientific and locked it. <laughs> That's why. So again, they let the schools exist. Naturopathic school too, Bastyr, this little punk bitch school here in San Diego. It's a naturopathic school of fuck. I literally have met people who've come out. They're like, it's the same shit. It's the same formula pumping into this whole diagnose, label, disempower, victimize, and then sell supplement herbs and oils, which don't make anybody any better. In fact, make them worse so that we can keep feeding into that same engine. Because one of the biggest classes I took at chiropractic school, and this is the end of a long answer, it was identifying tumors. There was like nine quarters of identifying tumors on an x-ray. I'm like, what the fuck does any of this stuff have to do with chiropractic? Why do I need to know the age demographic, the malignancy? Like, why do I need to know any of this shit? Oh, so in case I get an x-ray, and I see something like that, instead of me being like, wow, what a great healing response. It's not cancer because cancer doesn't exist. It's not sickness because sickness doesn't exist. Your body is totally putting things there to heal itself. I'm going to refer you to a true medicine woman 
Her name's Dr. Cassie Huggaby. She's going to do the bigger search there. And then we're going to integrate it together to bring this whole thing together. No, I'm going to look at that x-ray and I'm going to go, holy shit, I'm now terrified because I know all the details about that tumor. Guess where I'm sending you? to that friggin' model, and they're gonna charge you 750 grand to cut you, radiate you, burn you, and you are now a cancer patient and cancer as if it even exists. So it's just this now times that times thousands across the world. Now you have healthy, holistic practitioners, whatever that means, feeding into this engine that is the allopathic model. So I burn my degrees, I drop my license, I wanna be no part of any of this shit anymore. Who am I? I'm literally just Tommy John or TJ or naked TJ and naked's not like me sunning my balls naked. It's naked. I'm just stripped of everything. I'm literally right here with you and we're going through this thing together and maybe we feed off each other and help each other, but you're going to heal yourself. I'm going to heal me. And in the end, it's just us doing our own sovereignty and freedom inside ourselves. Cause the greatest protest is just being the healthiest version of yourself. So I burned it and dropped that drop, drop the title. I, I love that. And I love the you heal you. Do you know what that is, you know, the message that I just want to get out there is really people have just outsourced everything. And even if you're going down the holistic route, there is yeah. no such thing as holistic medicine. There's a holistic yeah. patient, as Dr. Berman Coleman said, you know, really you heal you. And that's ultimately it, you know, and you have to take responsibility for your own health. And you have such an amazing way of inspiring people to do that. And perhaps sometimes you trigger them, but I think that can be a really good thing to make people change. I think so. And I think now why I'm being so, I, my last fuck has left the building. Like, like when I got deleted twice on Instagram for, I was like, okay. And then I was a part of this health freedom for humanity group, uh, a medical freedom group. And then they asked me to step down from a leadership role because my posts were too aggressive and we were upsetting some doctors in the group. And I'm like, okay, it's, I'm out. Like this, this whole thing, I am coming at you hard. I'm coming at you strong. And there's people like, you're not kind or compassionate. Don't even tell me that because I put so much effort and energy into trying to get you to realize these things. We're at a point now that if you don't figure it out soon, you are going to be in some serious trouble. People have been saying it for 40 years who have been in practice for 40 years, some 30 years, me 20 years, others 10, others five, three, two, one. Now it's like, okay, there's no more time for this. Like, mm -hmm. hey, here's some essential oils. You're going to be all right because I'm a young living essential oil rep and we're going to be speak all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and, and Pegasus exists and, and there's halos and we're going to walk across a stage and we're going to help you. And like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are going to have to figure it out very soon and you're going to have to fall down. It's gonna get scary, it's gonna hurt. You're, you're not alone, but you have to do the work alone. You have to do the work solely on you. And then you'll see that you, you're doing the work, I'm doing the work, we're helping each other because we're doing the work individually. And you and I connecting here, my neighbor even is being affected by my work in here. He doesn't know it, but he knows it. And then anybody that I interact with feels it, knows it. So getting through this thing with somebody saving you, somebody doing a protest, somebody healing, somebody marching, somebody doing a, a big wipe, somebody doing a big cleanse, a big, there's none of that. We're going to have to figure out what bottom is because you're going to have to change everything to really the opposite of what you were doing prior to March 12th, 2020. If you look at the life you were leading and you just did everything the opposite, you should be okay. I mean, because stuff's not working. You know, I mean, literally, it's like, I'm dating a tall blonde, okay? 
than be casual with a short brunette. <laughs> I'm, I'm eating animal food, okay? Don't eat vegetarian or I'm vegan, switch to animal. I get out in the sun at nighttime, get out in the sun in the morning. I go to sleep at 10, go to sleep at 11. I mean, I mean literally just change something about you so much so that your body just has to be different. That's all it is because we keep doing the same stuff and expecting this different result or expecting somebody to swoop in and be like, we're playing babysitter with a bunch of adults. And there's a lot of the true medicine women and men who aren't going to do it anymore. They're done. And you're going to lose some people, but in losing them, they're going to go find themselves mm. and they're going to like figure it out or they're not. And that's okay. You can't save anybody. Death is not, is avoiding death isn't like equal healthy. Like that's what we've got. Like if you don't die, yeah. you're healthy. Like, wait, 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 wait. No, you got to thrive and not dying is not living. We got to mm -hmm. figure out how to live. And we've just lost that ability because we just don't, our values and belief systems are kind of, are kind of all up in, in the air right now. Completely. And that's a really interesting point, actually. Do you think that people do have to reach the precipice to change? Like, is it possible to, to actually do that? I know I had to reach like, on a personal level, had yeah. to reach rock bottom. Yeah. You know, does asked, everyone have to? I've asked so many people this. And so here's what I think. You need a stimulus, an energetic stimulus greater than your traumas. So, so like, let's just take a rolled ankle. You stepped off of a curb, boom. Now the brain registers what just happened. It registers the time, what was in your stomach, who you were with, what you were thinking, the emotional response. It measures the amount of damage and then triggers a healing response appropriate, swells, there's pain, okay. In order to heal that rolled ankle, we need to get in there and stimulate it harder than that experience. And some people are like, wait, that's pretty gnarly. I know. Because if you don't, every time you're with that person, your fat stuff is in your stomach, or you have that emotional response, or you do that same movement, your brain's going to be like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And it's going to keep doing that. So now take an emotional, a death in the family, a divorce, uh, a job loss, some major the trauma of 2020, like mm -hmm. something. We have to get an energetic impulse. Something in the body has to be different enough to stimulate you greater than what that was in order to heal. This is basic healing 101. So what that means is it's not bottom because I don't think there's a bottom. All it is is just like shit, shit. And then we just change. So it looks like it's bottom, but everyone else is going shit, shit, save us. Save us, holistic. Save us. Save us, politics. Save us, governor. Save us, like neighbor. Save us, oil salesman. Like, so it's just, it's going to appear. I don't, I don't think we hit bottom really because we can take a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, the human being is so freaking amazing. We've got so much more in reserve to handle this bullshit and more and more. We don't even know how much power we've got inside us because it's not measurable. Mm -hmm. But if you just take the reality, that in order to heal, in order to prepare for the environment that you want to be in, and everybody knows how to draw on their vision board or, or put on their vision board a sunset, uh, a brunette man, or, or you know whoever, your, your dream job, your but we don't know the feeling that it's going to take to like, like really feel what it's like to, to stimulate greater than that. And that's 
why you do the work and you nourish and you believe and you have intention and purpose and relationships and sleep and meditation and outdoor exposure and nourishment and movement and all these things because that stimulus impulse is so fucking gnarly that all this stuff feeds in to allow you to tolerate it and go, oh my God. And now you go out in life at this level of preparation and life was punching you back here when you were down here. And it was like, oh, I can't take it anymore. But now you've leveled up to here and life is like, yo, yo. And now you're just like, life is amazing. And then you figure out you can keep going and keep mm-hmm. going. And that age doesn't mean shit. And that your genetics don't mean shit. And that your, your, your circumstances mean absolutely nothing. So I don't necessarily think it's a bottom. I just think it's a change greater than what you've experienced to then completely remodel because the body is designed to adapt greater than the trauma. Otherwise we wouldn't be here. (laughs) We would have been extinct a long ass time ago, like throw in a challenge and the body would just be like, (laughs) but it doesn't, it's like it wants more and it loves that challenge. If it's easy or comfortable, it's not changing you. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're looking for is this monster monster. Everyone's talking about the global shift but nobody wants to do shit to do it. Everyone wants to meditate their way to it. Yeah, that's a fraction of it. Just like everyone wants to do yoga and somehow be a yogi. It's like, wait, it's a whole lifestyle thing that they like commit to, to be able to address and adapt to that. So I think everyone just has to figure out and realize what's the most important thing for them. And then what's necessary to input in there isn't a sacrifice. It's just the way. So I don't know what that means. I know what mine is. You have yours. I'm not, you know, like you're going to figure that out. And when, that's why I say when each individual, because everyone wants to model their life after mine, because they see me pretty happy. They see me tan, pretty lean. You know, they, they're like, man, I want that. Hey, what do you do coffee enemas for? What's on your stomach? What do you eat? What do you No, No, like I'm just living to just, because this means to me, I'm just trying to inspire you to then take these general principles and apply them in any way possible. And everybody freaks out because they think they're doing it wrong. What if I do it wrong? You can't do life wrong. (laughs) There's no such thing. It's all a lesson. It's all like an experience. It's all an opportunity. Well, what if I date the wrong person? There isn't. They're all amazing. What if I have the wrong job? There isn't. What if I live in the wrong place? There isn't. What's the wrong food? There's not. Just stop thinking right, wrong. Just think of it as all opportunities in the experience and stop living a counterfeit life and figure out what you need to do to stimulate greater, to prepare yourself for the environment you desire. Now, I want to fly. Truthfully, I want to fly. So that means that all the shit that I'm doing throughout the day has to create me and put me in a position to be able to handle the process of flying. All right, here we go. I got, I got a team. I'm like ready to rock. And that's it. I'm not joking. And everyone's like, Oh, no, I think if anyone's going to do it, you all, I can see that happening. So (laughs) like, I hope somebody was like, Hey, why? I'm like, I don't know. I always just want to see what my limit, I know there's no limit. And it's not like I want to scale a mountain or something. Like I want to do something that, that we've been told has historically happened many times over. And religion and all these people have robbed us of thinking that remote viewing, uh, telekinesis, uh, levitation, that these things aren't possible. And they are. Could you imagine if we realized that we have the power to do all these? And then if I could demonstrate that, like in some way, and people are like, holy shit, like the fucking dude just flew. Yeah. 
like, oh my God, you know, cause we're seeing all these things like people healing what they've been calling with cancers or people healing, you know, reversing autoimmune or whatever the hell you want to call it. But that's still not enough for people. I'm like, dude, just keep hearing those stories over and over. Keep yeah. talking to people, keep digging for that information that's been quieted and censored to control us. And then you find out that this out of control approach to life is kind of the way. It's a pretty cool way. <laughs> I love that. It resonates on so many levels. And I think a lot of you just have such a good way of making it accessible to people, you know, as a homeopath, you know, I obviously think about energetic input and that's obviously it stimulates the body as to create healing or getting rid of those, uh, getting mm -hmm. the body back into balance. But I love it. I love the way you explain it and you just make real health really accessible to people it's more than just the absence of dis-ease you know, oh, it's, um, know. so what one thing uh, talking i was going to ask you this later but seeing as you've gone on to sort of remote doing things like that one of the things i've absolutely loved about this last year is seeing like people like-minded people connecting yeah. and see you know a lot of people that i followed on instagram um making connections so like when i saw you and laurie ladd it was yeah. like um Rick Grimes inviting, I don't know, Glenda the Good Witch over for tea. <laughs> and I was like, what is going, this is so surreal, but surely yeah. this is only 2020, isn't it? Um, yeah, things have just changed for the best So in, in those ways. So what um, have you made, what's been perhaps your most surprising connection, you know, this year? God, man. Um, so I gotta say, First of all, the live I did with Lori Ladd and Christian Northrup, Dr. Northrup, that was pretty boss. Like I, I was like, literally like, okay, ladies. And I reached out to him. Like, I think it'd be rad. Just the, the three of us get on and we just jam. Lori was like in awe of Northrup. Northrup was in awe of Lori. I'm like in awe of both. And it's just like this, like, oh my God, what are we? And we didn't even talk. We just talked life. You know what I mean? We I, just, watched, we just, I watched that. I, I actually stayed up late to watch exactly. it. it we, just, we just jammed. And that's what I think people saw was these, these influencers or, you know, kind of the celebrities of today, whatever that means, like just being real. And, and that's why me singing with, with Northrop yesterday. Oh, that was, yeah, I saw that. It was brilliant. Her idea. And I'm like, we're going to, and she's like, who cares? And I'm like, oh, let's go. This is so huge. So um, Lori, obviously, Dr. Christian Northrup. Um, I gotta say, I'm a big fan of Dr. Tom Cowan or Tom Cowan. I've yeah. been a fan of his books for a long time, even before all this. So the opportunity to interview somebody that I've been reading and he's so, he's so welcoming and he just makes it so easy. And he was, he was very open to even just be open to the interview and, and just be down for it. Um, interviewed him a couple times. Uh, I've I gotta say, I've been a fan of uh, Kelly Brogan's for a long time. I've got her books are on my shelf, and and then we're at the Thank You Body Rally in Miami, and I'm like at her house partying on the after party. I'm just like, this is just so weird, like like in such a cool way, you know what I mean? Like it couldn't have been athletes or like movie stars. It's like the new. So they they're good, uh, you know. That was like geeky for me. <laughs> uh, Sayer G, I love I love the work he's done with Green Med Info and his book Regenerate and just everything that they stand for. Um, uh, God, I guess. I mean that's that's really it. Like the whole, it's literally 
how now when any of those people, and I know I'm leaving some people out, when any of those people we refer to one or the other, like everyone's like, oh yeah. Like, it's like everyone knows everybody now. You, you know what I mean? Like we even had a buddy of mine, Dr. Ben Tapper, who was just like this real passionate chiropractor, father of five, just a good dude. He's thrust in because he's been so outspoken about the shots. And now all of a sudden he's on the disinformation dozen with 11 heavy hitters. And he's I, like, I just texted him yesterday, him and Dr. Northrop, because he plays the guitar. And I want to see if we can get like a, a threesome going where we're like, <gasps> doing something. you know what I mean? So it's just like, who's in my phone? I'm like, this is, this is crazy that like, and I don't know it, but like, I was being driven to the airport. Um, I spoke in San Francisco and uh, this lovely couple put me up um, and I was driving and she, she was a, is a big fan of Dr. Northrup and she's going on and on how she read her book. She's, I'm like, she's an amazing woman. Like, like, you know, I'm going on and on. Well, then I get a message and it's always voice message. Cause I, I text in voice usually because I just like the voice. Well, it's from Dr. Northrup. So I'm like, check this out. And I like hit play. <laughs> And she's like, oh my God. And it's like Dr. Northrup, like, hey, out here in Maine, we're kicking some ass with freedom. You know, she's just being her and then wanted to schedule something. But it's just, what you see is, again, there's no divides anymore. Northrup was on Oprah. Northrup was Reader's Digest, this, this, three-time New York Times bestseller. But you wouldn't know that her singing Stand By Me yesterday with me pumping on this little gong bull. You know what I mean? I mean, we're just like, just again, we're all just human beings on this ride and nobody's better than anybody else. And w there's such a huge time to realize that nobody is, nobody knows anybody better than the other. We only know self and we are right here, like a huge grove of trees and we're all connected worldwide. And as soon as, soon as we realize this and that the work is on us, and that I'm going to do the same thing for me because I care about Northrop and I care about Lori and I care about you and my family. And I care, even Kelly Brogan said that you owe it to humanity to heal. Mm. And when she said that on Callan's podcast, I was like, oh my God. And she's alpha to the max. She's so awesome and powerful. I'm like, I just love how she as a, as a powerful woman just puts it that way because your energetic shift when you heal then changes the, the masses so if we all did that, if we all went inside and stopped looking to be like somebody else, to model after somebody else, to have someone look to us, save us, do the right podcast, do the right, and all of a sudden there'd be that, there'd be that ascension that we keep talking about. There'd be that evolution. So um, I know that wasn't the, that was the big thing. I think uh, even shit, even I'll say Dr. Cassie Huckabee is my naturopath and she's a good friend of mine. I stumbled across her in this free thinker group that we're on in Telegram. And I, I, she lives nearby. And I'm like, wait, she's in San Diego. I might have somebody to refer people to who I don't know how to work with. Like it's too extreme. Their, their healing response is so crazy. They just need a little bit of guidance from somebody that gets it. And me getting to know her, I was just like, oh my gosh, you are one of the rare birds. You are like it. You're a medicine woman of like old Navajo times who like on a community or reservation, she'd be the one in that, uh, you know, that teepee or that yurt or whatever. She's using the earth. She's using natural laws. She's listening to the person and she's putting them in positions to heal. I'm like, okay, let's go with me. 
let's see. And she, and that's where she's like, Hey, what's your reason for coming to me? I'm like to fly. And she's like, let's do it. Like, didn't even break. Didn't even hesitate. was just like, let's do it. And it was like, okay, how do I go? Like point the direction one, because you're a woman, like women know when they point the direction, you fucking go. Like you listen and you go, you guys know Two, She knows what she's doing. Not because of a school, not because of anything that taught her, but because she's literally saw through all this and is just going within and everything she does in medicine, she's done in herself and she's healed herself from radical damage from shots back in the day. She was going to be allopathic. So it's just her story. I'm like, and I just learned from her and then putting it together and, and just elevating my life. My life has gotten infinitely better since all this shit started, like infinitely. I'm like, damn, man. Like I feel, and somebody even interviewed me twice. And from the one time early on in 2020 to now, he's like, what's with you, dude? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's something different. And I'm like, I mean, shouldn't I be different every single time you see me? Shouldn't I be a different version of myself every single time? If I'm not, what the fuck am I doing? Like, then I'm just like existing. And I got no time for that. Like, like I don't, I mean, unless it's family and you just deal with it. But like, mm -hmm. I, I don't have those people in my lives who, who aren't. Now think about if you're in a relationship and you're both doing the work. Every time you wake up, it's a different person. <laughs> if it was a different person, think about how you'd ask them questions or how you'd like observe them or listen and be like, well, what'd you dream about last night? How'd you handle last night? Oh my God. What are you seeing anything different? Are you feeling, I mean, you're discovering things about that person and yourself and then others, how we're ever bored with this life. I don't understand. <laughs> I think that's like the big thing with everybody and, and having access to all the people I have is mm -hmm. it's bigger than just like a virus or a test or a shot or a, I mean, we're so over that now. It's like, who's doing the work? What then when you do the work, who's of right mind? Because I, I will say this, there are people that I've interviewed and they're absolute fucking douchebags. Like, like when you dig Whoa. deep, you go through, I'm not going to name names or anything no, else. No, no, no. But in what way are they douchebags? Uh, uh, posers. Uh, they're, they're using their position to funnel everyone and, and just sell the next. They're mm -hmm. using this as an opportunity. Do you know what I mean? To And people in their vulnerable state to make this huge business game. And I'm like, wait, you're just like the other side. In fact, you're worse because the other side knows they're fucked up or, or like, like knows what their plan is. You're like playing like two roles. Like you're anyway. So there's a lot of that that becomes real clear when you do the work. It's like, oh, you're good people. Oh, you're not oh, this is where I'm supposed to live. This is what I'm supposed to nourish my, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my next stage. Like everything just becomes obvious. It's mm. just so clear. And somebody's like, are you going to get the shot? No. Why? Because of technology and nanobots and mag. Uh, no, I don't read anything. It just doesn't make sense to me. And that's all you need to know. It doesn't make sense to me. And my life and my values and my beliefs, that's it. I don't need to do any research. I don't need to do anything. It doesn't make sense because I've done so much friggin' work mm. that literally that's it. Why don't you smoke cigarettes every morning? It, it doesn't make sense to me. I would if I friggin' enjoyed them, like, but they don't make sense to me. Why don't you go here? Like, it doesn't make sense to my being. And I worked on my being so much. And that's what we got to get back to. Does it feel right? 
because everyone who's got a, a, a vaccine injured person, little one, all the moms, I mean, if we're going there, all the moms were like, this didn't feel right. In the end, it didn't make sense to me right before. And that's such a huge statement. Does it make sense? That's it. So like all these things kind of, I know that, that we got out of the answer on that, but um, it, it's literally, there are com- continuing people to shed. And as I said, the capital T truth is going to show up in everybody. Yeah. And so I said, all these posers and douchebags who are, who are harvesting people and they're getting all these platforms and doing all this shit, it'll come through. It'll come through big time and people will see like, oh, that's a, that's a, a sheep, a, a lion in sheep's clothing or whatever they're called, you, you know, where they're yeah. just like, oh, yeah, it's holistic. Oh, oh, it's healthy. Oh, it's natural. Oh, medical freedom. No, you're not. You, you guys are going to hurt more people because you're just, again, disempowering them even more, making them victims even more. Another, another organization or another person or another platform or another thing. So that's my short on it. Uh, no, and I really, two things um, that I really relate to on that, like I had a vaccine injured child, well, actually pharmaceutically damaged, it was, that was the tipping point, you know, so I completely understand about, you know, right. trusting your gut. Um, and two, it's that, that sort of self-love and self-care and self-healing, like if everyone, I was thinking if everyone worked on that, the world would be such an amazing place, there wouldn't I mean, be any need for healers or like, no. And, but, but we're told it's selfish aren't we like it's a bad thing to, yeah. to to invest in that and that's what you know your message that you put out there that's what I love it's like actually we improve ourselves no one's coming to save us you know no. you sort yourself out um I got no time you know so so people will know hell I just had a buddy coming down he wasn't coming to see me but he's on his way his name's Dr. Alex Lee chiropractor like yeah. like you know so he he came he set up the San Francisco thing and he was coming down to San Diego to see some friends of his. And then on their way there, him and his fiance are moving to Florida. And, uh, he was, he was, it was one of those things like, yo, can we crash at your place for three nights? Like, I don't really let anybody here. I don't like people in my shit. I don't like, like when I give of myself in this interview, or I give of myself in the office. When I come home, I'm not giving of myself to host somebody or throw it like, no, I'm not. no, but here's a key. We can Airbnb, but I'm not freaking like hanging out with you or doing whatever. And, I, and I'm real adamant about that and uh, or real protective of that. And he's like, okay, so we'll stay at somebody else's house. It was another Cairo a friend of his. I was like, okay, cool. And then he's like, yo, uh, he came to the office a couple of times. He's like, Hey, um, it's just like Tuesday or Wednesday. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go to the beach Thursday, beach Friday. Maybe we'll get pizza or whatever. We're leaving Sunday. And I was like, okay, I don't know, man. Like I, you got to ask me each day because I really don't know. And then he goes, he literally set out and he's just like, Hey, uh, we're going to this beach today. Cool. And I said, I'm not feeling it, but maybe later. And he's like, all right. Then he reached out again Saturday and he's like, yo, and I was like, no, I mean, he's moved, he moved. And so now it's like, you couldn't give up. We obviously can do certain things in, in any way we want. Like I'm so protective of my time. This wasn't a life or death situation. <laughs> He's still going to be okay. Even though he didn't see me, you know what I mean? It's not like a family. It's not like, like there's, there's certain circumstances you, you give just a little maybe, but still, 
Are you a better person? Cause you let yourself get robbed a little bit of energy that you could have. I don't know. Like you got to see, I'm so protective of this that if I were to go through the motions and go out to the beach and hang out with him and his fiance, hang out with their friends and do all this shit, I could have put on a fit and I could have made everybody feel, Oh God. Yeah. Like, and done the whole thing. But then I'm not feeling that I'm not a better person because I'm not living my truth. So if I'm not better then technically, I just made that whole scenario worse, even though it's so, and everyone's like, it's trivial. It's not though. Our energy is cash. Like it is the exchange and I will not fucking tolerate an ounce that isn't feeding something that I'm doing moving forward. If it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to do it. And people have to understand that that's okay, including family, including our loved ones, including what good are you if you are living differently? Your truth isn't that. And so that's why I say now, unapologetically, unedited, uncensored, they have to adapt to you. You owe nobody anything. You owe nobody. So start living in truth. And what if we literally like, hey, you want to come out? No, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> like everyone would be all hurt. And it's like, wait, they're being them. You can be you. You can still exist in that and still be okay. We can still, but that's, that's a situation an example. Now, maybe he's butthurt. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't texted him. I'll just text him like, Hey, good luck on the drive. Good luck down there, bro. Like, sorry, we didn't meet up. Boom. Like that's it. But now people know they'll text me or message me. Hey, I'm going to be in town Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, you want to grab coffee Wednesday? Don't know. Ask me Wednesday. And they're like, dude, I love how you just like put that. I'm like, but for real, if I say yes now, come Wednesday, I'm like not feeling that. And then I show up. You don't know that I'm not feeling it, but you're feeling that because your subconscious is resonating on it. I just made the whole situation worse. I robbed myself. Now I go into patients or whoever the rest of the day. I just fucked up the whole day. Mm -hmm. And now times that times a month. Or times that time, you know, because society, you're supposed to, you're supposed to do certain things. You're supposed to put on a smiley face. You're supposed to wear these clothes and you're supposed to go through these motions. I don't know. I'm kind of done with that. I'm done with that. I've walked in height order with our siblings, like little idiots, where my sister and then me and then my brother and then my brother right behind our mom and our dad. And we went to church because you're supposed to go to church and you're Christian because you, and then you go to college and you do this and you get a job and it's like, holy shit, no more. And so, but me sharing that on my posts and stuff, I think people are gravitating to it because it's like, wait, I could live like that and still be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think that as well, it's why so many, there's so much chronic symptoms, whatever you want to call it, illness. There isn't such thing as illness, but because people don't have those boundaries and don't put themselves first and, and they deplete, they literally wear away at their own sense of self, you know, cancer that, that leaves it ripe for the self-destruction, basically. Right. So, yeah, on an extreme level, you know, I think we should be more selfless, selfish, whatever you want to call it. It's being kind, you know, and if everyone did that and put their needs first, I just think, yeah. Everyone the, greatest, the greatest like service to mankind is self-care, self-love. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. You want to help the globe? You want to participate? You want to join a freedom group? Heal yourself. Love the shit yeah. out of yourself. There you go. Yeah, no, definitely. There's one um there's one video that isn't on your current Instagram page, obviously, as you were, as you have been 
banned, censored, whatever. It was, um, I, I don't know if you can remember it, but I was hoping maybe you, we could, you could enlighten the listeners. It was, you really caught my attention. You were talking about retained primitive, re, primitive reflexes in kids oh, yeah. and the mass sort of epidemic we've got anyway of ill health, um, you know, in children um, because of how screwed up we were before and then we're adding sort of masks into the mix you know and I was reminded of it yesterday I was driving along and you know in England you're meant to wear a mask in shops or you know public places but not outside I know in America it's crazy in some places but I saw a young lady walking along with her baby in a buggy and she was outside and she had a mask on and she was looking down and I thought what the hell are we yeah. doing you know any yeah. and it just reminded me of that video I don't know if you can remember it yeah. um and I thought it's not on your page anymore um but yeah. I just thought it was so powerful and I see a lot of um kids I treat a lot of kids with autism um, yeah. or ADHD and I thought it's really relevant actually to people that may be listening so all my experience with that, I released a book in 2018. It was a solution to the youth sports injury epidemics that were plaguing kids, in addition to all the other shit that they're going through. But they had like joint problems, torn ligaments, uh, pediatric ACL tears, elbow ligament surgeries that were named after my dad because my dad had it as a professional. Um, but the majority of them are happening in teenagers, spine fractures concussions, girls soccer concussions, overtaking football, like kids just falling a fucking part. I, I mean, in every way, shape and form. Um, parents playing the kids against each other, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, the youth sports business model is a $17 billion industry. Like it's just kids getting robbed, right? Of everything. And so the solution was basically just all my videos now. It's just parents being healthier because the parents would attend my talks and do all this stuff get ready to take all these notes on all these special things for kids and i'm like the entire family needs to change mom and dad need to get healthier there is no kid that can save himself like if they're an extension of who you are period that's it so that's what we got to do and they didn't like that it was a big trigger warning they didn't like anything that i was talking about so that's where all that came from and i started to notice in my teenage group of people showing injury that they had retained these things called primitive reflexes, stuff we're born with that's supposed to help us survive the first two years of life. And then they're supposed to be integrated because we do a fuck ton of movements for the first like 13 years of life that they just like integrate to, to more complex movements. But they were being retained in the, the teenager. And I'm like, well, wait a second. I've been saying all along that it's like zero to 12. We're lacking in so many different things. We're specializing nourishment, um, tech, sympathetic dominance, like sitting in desks, school systems, all of it, right? Specialization, trainers, private coaches, all this bullshit. But then I'm like, hold on, hold on. You have a primitive reflex. That's something going on from zero to two or three. What the hell is going on from zero to two or three? Because that's not my area, right? So now I reach out to Angela Hanscom, who wrote Balanced and Barefoot. And I was like, Angela, as, an, as a specialist in that time period, what's going on? Because this is what I'm noticing. And then this is the expression called youth injuries, but we could just say anything. I mean, it's anything. It's just another symptom of a dysfunctional family or a dysfunctional whole. So she goes, well, from that period of time, like in the womb, the health of mom, health of dad, is important. 
the health of mom, health of dad prior to even conception. Like now we can even go then when mom's growing the baby, like the health of everyone in the whole house is it. So then when baby's born and expresses whatever mom and dad need to heal because there's the source or one of the sources. Okay. She goes, so that the, the health of the parents, number one, two, they're over swaddled because most homes are double income homes because everyone has to work to keep up with this bullshit system. And so now when you come home and, and a baby's like moving and, and doing its thing, well, swaddling just kind of like subdues it. Right. And just kind of, and, and there may be a time where that makes sense, but we're like overdoing it, according to her. I didn't know this according to her. Okay. We have screens like television screens being put in front of their eyes to keep them either they think they're educating them or like, but they're occupied. Do you know what I mean? Cause you can't have them bored or looking around or fussing or whatever. So the screens, the swaddling, the health of mom and dad, and then those seats, those little mini seats that you put up a baby and it can't okay. move, yeah. but you yeah. have it sitting upright well before it's able to handle the forces of being upright and the baby knows. So she's like, I think a combination of all that and then you throw in that they're not outside, that they're going to the organ, uh, uh, the school systems and what they're doing, that there's no more activities, there's no more outdoor play, there's no more families like physically competent, like, like going outside together. Um, and then you get into what I would see. So I was like, oh my gosh. So now when I talk to other experts in the field and I said, listen, if we missed because I've heard it's like zero to seven is like the foundation for our life or whatever. And some are like, it should go to 12, like zero to 12 or so is like, like what I think. And I'm like, I love it even more. If we miss that window and nothing's perfect, I'm not saying perfect, but if we miss an ideal window, can you ever make that up? And I've reached out to people who specialize in youth, you know, and they've seen this for 40 years and they're like, I don't think so. Because after 12, there's more things that we need to integrate and adapt to, right? And then undo all the shit that we went from pre-womb to 12 years old. It's not going to ever happen. Like there's too much. I guess it's possible, but there's so much they'd have to do. They'd have to literally make it their, their life to heal, <laughs> which is possible. It's possible. Now, this was existing in 2018 and was radically worse. I've been doing this at that time. I was 2000 to 2018. And that's the worst I've ever seen humanity. Now you thrust us forward to 2021 and we're worse than we've ever been. Like far worse. There are some getting better, but the whole is so much worse. Kids especially. So now add all that I just talked about and now throw on one the masks that they can't see facial expressions, they can't engage, they can't breathe fresh air. Two, germophobia. I, I mean, just the, uh, the obsession of being afraid of things that you can't even, that are part of life, that are literally one of the reasons we're here. Mm. To even have the pressure, the psychological pressure to think that you could do something to your grandmother and kill her. Like, mm. or, or that you could do something to your school and cause it to shut down that there's something wrong with you to fear yourself, to see yourself as an enemy, to see your peers as enemies and threats. We can't unfuck ourselves if we participate in that because we couldn't undo it before in 2018. Now we pile on the shitstorm that we did up to 2021 there. 
Dr. Tenpenny said it in 20, you know, she's like, well, you could undo it in like 10 to 15 years. And I didn't get into it on the podcast. I was like, we're not getting into shit in 10 to 15 years. When we see these kids come through and they're going to have to be functional, like people in society, it's, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very scary what we're going to see in numbers and just the ability of us to adapt to this life that I'm not, I'm an optimist as much as we can. Like, what's the opportunity? Well, I mean, we're going to lose a lot of people. We're going to see a lot of shit, but in so doing that there's an opportunity there for us to go, wow, we needed to see that to have the shift. Cause I did ask Angela this, I said, is there any way you asked about it earlier? Do we have to, can we warn them like by, mm-hmm. by books, by podcasts, by, you know, you've written balanced and barefoot. You do, you created Timbernook, this amazing school system. That's like outdoor activity, all these things. And she's like, no, everybody has to go through it. Everybody has to go through it to realize what I'm talking about. And I was like, I love it. I love it because everyone's like, can you warn the society and warn? No, because they won't have any idea how to like take Mm -hmm. that into that level of energetic intent to know like the scary stuff you've seen, the scary stuff I've seen, what I've experienced, how I've turned my life into medicine. We can shout Mm -hmm. from the rooftops, but until somebody goes through something in order to create that sh- that direction change, that stimulus shift, sadly, sadly. And that's why I get so violently loud on those videos, maybe the most is because these kids didn't ask for this. Mm. They, you know, and that's what breaks my heart the most. Yeah, and I think that is one thing, like it's, uh, yeah, don't, where we're potentially going with the kids, absolutely, um, terrifies me. I think if that does isn't the wake-up call, I think sometimes people can't wake up for themselves, right. but I hope that they will do it for their kids. Um, and, and I guess as well, like, you know, what you say, how things are called pseudoscience, you know, if you look up on Wikipedia, if you try and Google, like if the average no. Joe goes and Googles, you know, homeopathy or... All, all the alternative alternative I hate that medicines whatever it comes up as pseudoscience and you just think but I think when you then experience it for yourself and you see right. this shit works you're like right. it's such a red pill because you're like the world right. isn't as you know it you know like that's why when you say I want to fly I think well yeah you might be able to because you don't you know it's we're re, re, yeah it's just not what we've been told I think no um, and that's the like, thing Cassie will say that like has somebody in the world done it okay then you can like if one person has and then if not be the first because we have no idea what our potential is it's so cool it makes it gives me goosebumps to even think this way that our potential can't be measured like I don't care I don't want to hear somebody limit I even talked with her yesterday about aging And I had some theories that I've seen and some things that I've said in podcasts that just came out. And I was like, wait, where'd that come from? Because I don't read books and I don't do this stuff. I just experience and I observe and experience and observe and then talk to people doing it. Those are the books of like firsthand accounts. Like, hey, so I asked her and I was like, God, it's really because the research, they, they try to get you to think this way. Even the positive research has you thinking a certain way. And she's like, I know. I'm like, wow, it's all bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. Then if anybody goes and now they do it, Hey, do you think I could heal from? Yep. Like, I'll just say, yeah, because it doesn't matter what follows that, that statement. (laughs) Do you think I could? Yes. Give me, 
like our current level of understanding of what science is, we, we don't have any idea. It's all been this limiting or, or limiting control thing put on by whoever you think. Like I'm, I'm done with it. The science is what I'm seeing and mm-hmm. observing and feeling and what I can dream. Because dreams are like blueprints. Like why are we disregarding dreams as being anything other than like dreams might be some of the most powerful things that we have going for us. There's something there. There's something because nothing's random. You're not born with extra parts. You're not, you don't do anything without a reason. Like your body has no, it's just because it does it. Just one of those things. No, fuck you. That is not how we were designed. So there's everything you experience and feel like is there for a reason. And if you start looking at it intelligently as intelligence, what's it telling you? What is it cueing you? How can you make that an opportunity? That is literally the, the lead. That's the guide. That's the guru. That's the teacher. It's you. It's your dream. So then when I have a dream that shifts me the other way, Cassie and I have talked about dreams. She's like, whoa, there's a lot there. Because she's listening to it as a practitioner, putting people in positions to heal these incurables, these yeah. autoimmune stuff, like completely reversing. She'll take in somebody's interpretation of a dream and make it medicine. It's all medicine. That's the thing. Like in everything is medicine. This conversation is medicine. Mm. Like for us, everything I did before, everything that's going to happen afterwards. So if we start looking at every opportunity we have in our lives as medicine, our whole life is medicine. My God, this is amazing. I love that. And yes, dreams. I mean, with what I do, I always ask about dreams. That's the most interesting thing. And you get all sorts, as you move in and out of states, you know, you will often have certain types of dreams. And there's nothing, I completely agree, everything the body does, every symptom or whatever is us, there's an intelligence, it's trying to tell us something. Um, And I hate labels as well for that reason. You know, it's just trying to, package it all up and explain it and it's yeah Yeah. we just need to listen to the individual I absolutely love it um I'm really conscious of your time so um I've got a few other things that I um want to ask you if that's all right but if anything were possible for humanity right now if you could have one wish what would you wish for that people realize the power inside of themselves the regenerative healing capacity is within them that they don't need to add anything that it's already within them as long as they're here hearing this if they realize that, that's, that's unconquerable. That you can't control somebody. You, those people don't have fear. Those people don't need influencers. Those people aren't followers. <laughs> it, it literally is one of the single most. If they can realize their self-regulating, self-regenerating, self-healing capacity inside them right now. And I mean self. Notice I said the word self. So that means they got to just realize who they are done. The, the sky would be the limit. We'd have people flying everywhere. <laughs> we have, we literally at the San Francisco thing, the, uh, I literally said that part of my talk. I talked for an hour. There was about 200 people. And then afterwards I literally had a conversation with three people. One's a practitioner and two were her assistants on how I'm going to try to fly. And it was a legit conversation. That's what I'm talking about at a pool party where kids are all over the place at this homeschool place eating tacos, drinking kombucha and bone broths and all this shit. We're standing out in the sun and everyone's talking. We had a conversation about flying and it wasn't like we were on shrooms and drunk. (laughs) Like we literally had a lucid conversation 
That's what I think, because this whole group had done work and had seen the possibility and know that there's no limit. That's what I see. And if there's one thing, that's it. Because then you see through everything else. You see through even the holistic freedom fighters that are full of shit and that are posers. You just start to see all this stuff kind of like I am, where it's just like, yeah, fuck you. Oh yeah, fuck off. Like now everyone now is like, I don't know if you want to be on my podcast or not. I will. I like won't be on a podcast that's like a big person anymore because it's no longer about that. It's about gaining traction and views and like all this shit. So it's like, and not even like what a big person is. Like, again, once I lost my blue check, whatever that was, and my 90,000 followers, which is like the worst word ever, all of a sudden those people that were having me on those interviews before, no more. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah cool so all right let let me interview some of the people that aren't being put on platforms like let me let me talk to some of these people the real humans going on that actually see a new earth coming and are doing the work personally individually with so that they can for their families like that's what i think needs to be showcased now more than ever not more of the same shit of these people just how can you gain a thousand followers today interview this person Mm. no i'm done i'm okay well that's why people love you though your realness and your yeah authenticity i think definitely comes through and the people well i love it people love it so you asked you asked like what's the one thing i think with that comes that authenticity and that's the deciding factor like what is it about a human they have an idea an autonomous idea of self-sovereignty like you figure that out. You could be in prison. You could be Victor Frankl in the Holocaust or Mandela in prison or somebody who lost both arms and both legs. And all of a sudden you just start to realize, wait, I still have all this within me. I can create my reality to be the best version of my life, regardless of my circumstance. Holy shit. Now you have a globe of those people. I mean, mm. life is pretty amazing when you realize that. And that's why I, I, it, it, I mean, my life's amazing. <laughs> and it's like, I, I just, I'm trying to like share with people, like I'm just sharing those videos of me kind of not giving a shit and that it's possible. And then I was like, I'm out in my yard sunning my bits and my child is running around and my neighbor kind of has a problem with it, but I don't care. And this feels fantastic. There you go. Like, Hey, now let's see where that catalyzes to. It was a small thing. Woman just took her clothes off with her child and she's out in the yard. She damn well has every right to. It's her yard. She has skin. There's yeah. solar responses to every cell. I think it's supposed to be exposed. Fuck you. Let's go. <laughs> and, and actually you gave some really good advice because a lot of people obviously listening here in England and it hasn't stopped pissing it down with rain all year. You know, we literally haven't seen any sun. Um, but I remember you saying that just because you can't feel it doesn't mean it's not there. So you like, get oh, out. Yeah. You want to know that realization I had? I was on a plane once and it was like the shittiest day and you break through and all of a sudden you get up above the clouds and it's like, oh my God. Dude, it's always like this. Holy shit. Okay, wait, it's always like that. And the sun is just penetrating down to the core of the earth, the core of your being, down to every cell. Just because it's not getting to your perineum. No, it's getting in there. Like it's getting through everything. It's always sunny above the clouds. So, 
And I know I, I was in Chicago for 14 years and it was brutal. And that's why I moved. But if you can start to see that when it is raining, when it is gray, when it is dark, there's a softness to it. And that we're still supposed to expose ourselves to that as well. And it's, it's, you got to have a, a, a mindset to go there. But if you start to see it as that, like, wow, what's above there? Holy shit, it's still getting down to me. I guess I'm supposed to receive this through the filter of the clouds right now. Huh. Maybe I'll let the rain hit me. All right. Okay. And then there's a break and then there's sun. Oh shit. And you strip it all yeah. off and you just like bake in it for like five minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's such a small thing, but such a powerful thing people can do Huge. because people I think do tend, like if you ask people here, like what, what do you like about winter? It's like, oh, staying in and it's cozy and I don't have to go outside. It's like, no, you need to go outside more than ever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just remember that. So, so your um your just last question I want to ask if that's all right um yeah. your, your podcasts are amazing and I've recommended them to people and they've listened to them and said oh my god what a time to be alive you know and I'm like that's what you do you inspire people to feel that um and you've got you know you've got so many brilliant ones out there where would you suggest that people start if there's if there's do you have a particular one that's that's a good place for people to start. God, you know, so I, I'm, I'm trying to empower people, right? Because everyone's like, if they're in a flat somewhere or they're in the woods with a family of five or single or elderly or like, what's the solution? Because I'm trying to focus on not so much information, but like, how can they take and just start to, because we're so drunk on information, right? And it's just like, God, well, I don't even. So I talk about these eight essentials. And it's not, I didn't invent anything. If I invented it, it would mess up or it'd be a disaster because there's just no way. But it's these things that exist in these healing stories that you keep hearing from people and these things that are essential to life. And I was like, the body loves simple when it's trying to heal. It loves sustainable. And if we can be consistently savage with the simple, that's where the changes are. And this is just, I'm living proof of this because every time I, something happens to me, I get injured all the time. Everyone's like, you? Like, fuck yeah, I'm living life, man. Like stuff happens. Like I break shit and stuff gets cut, but you heal it. And if you do it right, you heal greater than you were before because you just found a loophole, a link, a, a weak link. Great. So every time you have something, you should be leveling up. So I wanted to give like, what does it come down to? And these are things that I do. They're called the eight essentials. It's a belief in something greater than yourself, your purpose, your relationships, sleep naps, breath, meditation, prayer, outdoor light exposure, nourishment, and body movement. And they're not in any order. They're like quantumly folded up on each other. But I instruct people on what they could do. And it's free for Christ's sake on what to do. Literally to just like break this apart and intimately get involved with those eight. And then split each one into medicine and toxic. And if they go in and start to do just little bit, little bitty things here and there, start to add more medicine, take away toxic and celebrate these small victories. They literally have the majority of what this stuff is. And then like the major, major shit, maybe because some of you are going on 40 years of doing shit. And now you're going to realize that you're going to change this. Well, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in the next, who knows, right? but it's going to be this like ongoing thing, but you'll start to discover these little changes that your body will take these little shifts and it puts it all into your hands. So there's two podcasts where I go over those eight mm -hmm. uh, ones titled the, that 98% of your health comes down to these essentials, 98% mm -hmm. of your health. And that's where I go over them. 
Um, and then there's an E2E one I did for health and freedom for humanity. It's the educate to empower episode where I broke those down. And I think I got into characteristics that you can also do is more instructional based. But again, these, this is free shit. Like I've literally had people go, you make a paragraph of what each of those eight mean to you intimately mean to you. And then each column you split into medicine and toxic. What are the things you do in that column that you do that are medicine and nobody can judge it. Nobody's supposed to look at it. Nobody's supposed to say, oh, that's wrong or that's right. Nope. It's your living document and it should be in pencil because you're going to change it all the time because you're different all the time. And so everyone asked me, do you do these eight? Yeah. It, I just got back from the beach. I did a coffee enema. I stared at my salt lamp. I had my morning drinks. I had my herbs through Cassie that were doing this massive fucking brain pull. I went outside and sunned my entire body, like totally nude. I did bentonite clay on my stomach. I went to the beach and did all these moves. I meditated. I came back out. I came here. I'm conversing with you. I'm going to the office. I'm doing all this. So like somewhere in those eight, everything I'm doing is within those. So never will you find me during the day and you'll catch me and go, hey, why are you doing that? I'll have a distinct reason as to why. It'll never be because somebody told me to. It'll never be because I'm supposed to. <laughs> It'll never be because everyone else is. <laughs> It'll never be any of those reasons. It'll be because of, and I'll have this really hard reason for you. And it'll be, bah, 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 bah. and you're going to be like, holy shit. Because everybody else is doing these things because the medical medium said to her, because Health Freedom for Humanity told me to her, because that doctor told me to her, because that, uh, no, no, no. You're living a counterfeit life. You got to start to figure out what it means to you and make it your own. Because that same thing inside each person is going to be totally different. Just like garlic doesn't cure cancer. Chemo doesn't cure cancer. You know, chiropractic doesn't help. It, like, it's the intake that you do and the integration of each one that, that puts it all together. So you make this list yours. It's a living document. Um, and then when you're in those, those, uh, those eight, then all the guests on the podcast or the house calls with Cassie or the other ones, you'll start to see where it all fits. Because I've had people take those eight and try to check the box to health. I had professional athletes go, okay, I'm doing the eight. Why am I not good? You're missing the point. You're not, you're not putting it all together for your authentic reason. Um, with intention, understanding that there's a finite amount of energy and that when you have an insult and you have to pay extra attention to one, you can't put into the others because you'll just strain yourself out. Now it's not medicine at all. Now the whole shit is all toxic. Like you have to start to see how it all fits together. Well, I woke up and I meditated. I did this. And I did the clay and I did this. I'm still fucked up. And it's like, I know there is no recipe. There's no formula. This is just a guideline. This is just literally like a framework. And you're going to add the meat to the frame. Yep. <laughs> you're going to add it all. You're at the, you're at the buffet. <laughs> this is the buffet. Now you're going to go fill your plate <laughs> and you're going to see what you like that day. Because if we've all been to buffets, we don't really like the same stuff on every day. We don't know what we like. So you got to figure that out. Um, and that's what I think is empowering because then everyone's like, shit, just like you've said a number of times in this pod, this podcast, which makes me happy or makes me choose happy easier. It's uh, that I make it easy for people to understand. Like, like health is literally at their fingertips and they're like, mm -hmm. oh, and that is a feeling, man. Like that is so huge when you realize what you can do. I mean, as soon as you see it early on, when you see a kid 
do the monkey bar for the first time or jump from one rock to the next and they look at you and it's like oh they just discovered self it's it's some of the most compounding powerful stuff we've got going for us is us reeling that's why i realizing that's why i said it earlier the power that we have inside of us when you realize you you have no fear towards anything you hit life like a rock star you go out because i don't drive cars to not get in accidents I don't talk to females to not fall in love and not get hurt. <laughs> I don't, I don't eat foods to that taste like shit, but are good for me. I like, I'm celebrating this life. If I get in an accident, I'm going to learn how to drive better. I'm going to suit my car up better. I'm going to, I'm not only staying on the roads that are paved or I'm not only going out with the people that are uh, astrologically designed for my fucking chart or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to go in. No, I, I'm, I'm living. And when you have that idea, dude, you, no matter how long we got, we like thrive at this level. And then you start to realize, wait, this is the ride, not later. Wait, this is it right now. Holy shit, this is good. Yeah. I love it. And so many people right now do need to take a leaf out of that book. That's for sure. So, yeah, no, I'll put a link um, down to that. Definitely. Awesome. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I feel like I've only just scratched the surface. I know. So much I, know. I want to talk to you about, but um, I really appreciate your time. It's been. Do it again. Do part two. Part two later. That'd be great. Yeah, definitely.